0: of dead
1: <laughs> Ring is unite Yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's taking me away no. No. Mom. Mom.
0: walls on your podcast set uh, after Labor Day, guys. So it's after Labor Day, so we're all right. Welcome to Soul Revival Digital and welcome to our Soul Revival family. I'm very excited to have you all along with us. Special thanks to Gemma for doing an outstanding job hosting. She's probably going to take my job soon, so good job. Thank you, Gemma. (laughs) Um, I'm joined by two uh, of the people in our Soul Revival family on a Saturday night, which is Cassie. Hello. And Quinn. Hello. Hello. Very nice to see you. Uh, Cassie, you're wearing uh, overalls today? I am. In regards to the, the weather?
3: I usually pick my outfit in regards to the weather. It's a good move. It's a it's a good overalls day. Yeah. Um, yeah. How can you? Just, but like over is
0: overalls always for sunny days? Oh no. Oh okay.
3: No, you can wear long overalls. Dress it up. Dress it down. Yep. dungarees. If dungarees. You will. dungarees. I love We're, dungarees. Wear them to the beach. Wear them in the bush. Wear them out. In the, in the bush house. Right. Wear them to church.
0: Anyway, we'll move it on. Okay. <laughs> um, something else is exciting is that uh, you guys are late-night leaders. So it's gre- but it, like, so the year, t- <laughs> year 10s are going to come up. The Year 10s are going to come up, but it's also graduation mm. day across the whole church, really. So do you want guys want to speak about that yeah. for a little bit?
3: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, a lot of people have missed out on graduations recently, but in Soul Revival, you're bound to graduate from something. Um, so the the Fuse kids... Moving up to youth, yeah. and some of the older youth kids are moving up to late night, which has been really cool. Um, yeah, we had a few a few newbies um, a few weeks ago before the holidays, mm. and yeah, they're starting with us fresh um, this this term. And term late four. night's
0: back on this this week. It open is. open to anyone, not just youth Absolutely. people coming up from uh, year ten. Onwards.
1: Onwards. Ten to whenever. Yeah. Ten to and whenever. I think, um, Ten to a hundred. and youth return, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So and the fuse, uh, I believe, welcome some year fours, which is real nice. Mm.
0: So um, as late yeah. night leaders, what is happening tonight?
1: Oh, <sighs> can you tell well, it's us? Very complicated. It's
0: like no, it's a, not. Just it's call like it's like this the
1: name. Big fat
3: quiz, quiz of, everything. of
0: everything. That's right. And big so fat quiz of it's everything. It's going to
3: be really funny to see people get creative and. I won't say too much, but oh. you got to be there. It's going to be fun. Be there. Big fat. If you're
0: aged between 10 and 100, you can be there.
1: Year, year 10. 10. <laughs> Not
3: 10. <laughs>
0: if you're in year 10 oh, I to think the age of 100. Cause I think it's
3: 142 because I don't think anyone really makes it.
0: Okay. Anyway, anyone is welcome. It's going to be a great night, guys. Oh. We're just going to throw to Stu now and he's going to make an announcement.
4: Hello everyone, it's great to be here with you again this weekend and we're really appreciative of all the hard work that our digital team and our communication team are putting into giving us the opportunity to get together uh, like this. We also uh, are really appreciative of just how hard everyone's doing it at the moment as we still uh, are continuing to work out uh, what the future holds. Last week at uh, our digital gathering and last week in our newsletter, we said that we would let everybody know when we were planning on coming back to physical gatherings. And like we said we do last weekend, we had a full council meeting on Wednesday with the full council of 70 uh, coordinators of Sorrel Revival Church. And we talked about what would be the best way to come back together uh, safely and also to include everybody as well. Uh, We were ready to make a call for this weekend except uh, the New South Wales government on Thursday uh, made a few adjustments, some fine-tuning to the roadmap. And because uh, the new Premier has put together some new ideas for coming back together in the new roadmap, we have decided it'd be wise to give uh, the Archbishop a week to digest that information and then get back to us about what we will be doing as an Anglican church. So I just wanted to let you know this weekend that we will be letting you know as soon as possible when we're going to come back to physical gatherings, but we are going to wait one more week so that we can digest the new information that came out yesterday. So I just wanted to thank everyone for their patience and thank everyone for your feedback that you've given me and the other pastors uh, and people on the council the wardens are really appreciative of the conversation that's taking place around this and how many people are giving feedback so please feel free to get in touch with us uh, if you would like to if you have any extra questions you can get in touch with me directly my phone number's on our website soulrevivalchurch.com so thanks again and continue to pray for the leadership as we digest that information next week and we're looking forward to more clarity next week thank you again one way I'm not afraid to
5: Blessed be your name, blessed be your name, when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name.
1: Hello to the kids, thanks for joining us online tonight. And a special hello to young Messi. How are you? Hey, Gwen, how are you going today? Um, better, uh uh-huh. Good, that's that's real good. It's so nice to see you on the panel again. So nice to see you. It was so nice to meet you last week. I had fun. Oh, oh. good. I'm so glad you had fun. We had fun meeting you, um, although we are missing. Lionel, but um, you're doing a great job as well. Um, Cassie, how are you? Yeah, well, thanks, Quinn. Um, Nice to be here. As we know uh, in church, we've been talking um, through uh, one John, and this week uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about what it means to be in a family. Mm -hmm. So, um, Cassie, who's in your family?
3: Oh, good question, Quinn. Uh, I'll see if I can remember. Got my husband, Pete. Uh, and myself, and we've got two little boys, got a three-year-old Huxley and a six-month-old Marlo. Oh, very good.
1: And um, what's some things that um, maybe make your family uh, similar or what's a characteristic of your family? Mm. We all have green
3: hair. Oh, that's so good. Hello, Marlo, where did you come from? My family all has green <laughs> hair not too. Over there. It's Marlo and Messi. <laughs> He's not oh. really sure about you, Messi. Hello, we're is
1: best it, friends. Is, is that something that's oh, the same know. with your family, Messi? Um, we all have a uh, green fur. Green fur, yeah. Yeah. very good. Do you have a very big family, Messi? Um, no, quite small. Only a uh, couple of hundred. Oh, just a couple of hundred? (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Very good. And uh, what sort of things do you like to do with your family, Cassie? Oh, we all enjoy a bit of
3: an adventure in the bush. We like to bushwalk. We like to get down to the beach when we can, even though we put on lots of sunscreen. Yes. Yeah.
1: Getting outdoors is great. We love that. Excellent. How about you, Messy? What do you like to do with your family? Oh, we like to uh, play Monopoly. Oh, very good. Um, uh, do you win often? Uh, never. Oh. I've never won. Yeah, um, Monopoly is a tough should game. should see me at Connect Four, though. Ooh, Connect Four is a good one. It's a good Great one.
3: game. Do you play any other games, Messi? Like maybe football?
1: No, what's football? Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like volleyball. Oh, volleyball. That's my passion. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> um... Well, in in, uh, in the Bible, in uh, 1 John 3, it talks about how um, what amazing love God has for us, uh, that we can be called his children. Um, and some of the things that we're going to be talking about this week, and some of the things that you can talk with your family about this week is um, what sort of things we do to show that we are children of God. So... Uh, I don't know, some things could be like uh, maybe reading the Bible together or uh, do, you, do you have any I- other ideas, Messy? Um, going skydiving together. Oh, maybe. That would be a bit scary. Yeah, but fun. S- scary but fun? Scary but fun. Scary but fun. Maybe praying together. And maybe one yeah. of the um, overarching themes of this um, Bible series is st- maybe starts with L la la l- la la oh. Lionel. Oh. is that the L word? Close, is close. Like another L word. I'm thinking ooh. of Messi. Oh, love, love, yes. loving one another, and with God's help, we can do that. Um, uh, we can do that well. Um, but yeah. So. Maybe you can be thinking about as part of, if you're part of God's family, how uh, best you can be loving your own family um, and how best you can be loving others in God's family. That sounds mm. good, Quinn. Sounds good. Wow. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us today, Missy. Thank you. You did a great job again. Mm. Thanks. And thanks, Milo. Um, do, do you reckon Lionel might be back soon? Mm, I don't know. Don't know? Doesn't keep a schedule. <laughs> doesn't keep a schedule. Maybe you could help him with his diary. Mm, I can't write. Oh, you can't write.
3: Oh no. dear. We'll have to learn. We'll have Maybe to you'll learn. Maybe will have to learn. Um, join some homeschooling, hey? Ooh,
1: yeah. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Missy. Thank you for joining us on the panel today, Cass. Mm-hmm. We are actually going to uh, pray now, so I'm just going to change uh, my phone notes. Uh, And we're going to talk to our Father God now if you want to join me. Heavenly Father, we praise you for you are all-loving, all-powerful, all-merciful, all-just and all-kind. Thank you for sending Jesus to be our Saviour and our King. Thank you that in him we have forgiveness of our sins and relationship with you as Father. Lord, we thank you that you love us so much that we are called your children and we thank you that you help us to love each other. We are so thankful, Lord, that we have been able to gather online for so long. We thank you for our gifted team who have been working so hard editing and sharing their creativity with the community. We ask as we carefully and prayerfully move toward meeting in person that you would go before us and help us to care for each other as we figure out the best way to gather in person again. Please help us to be patient as we reorganise and reconnect our service teams and be with the pastor team as they oversee our gathering teams. We pray for those among us and those we know who are struggling, who are sick or sad or who are grieving, Father. We pray in particular for the Waddington family, following the passing of Andrew's mum, Zena. We thank you that she knew you as her Lord and Saviour and that she felt ready to meet Jesus. We thank you that some family were able to spend some time with Zena and that restrictions have been lifted slightly for her funeral. Please continue to be with the Waddington family in their grief and provide them with your comfort and peace, Lord. We pray that you would bring healing and comfort to those in need, Father, and that you would continue to help us to love one another. Lord, please open our eyes to those who are in need and give us energy to continue to help where we can. Father, thank you that Fuse and Youth has returned this week. Thank you for the faithful leaders who each week share the love of Jesus with young people. We pray as few's welcomes year four and youth welcomes year six that new friendships would be formed and your word would continue to go out. Please be with our kids and young people as they return to school soon and also our teachers, Father. We pray also that scripture and lunchtime groups would be able to be back at school soon, Lord. This week, Father, may we continue to trust in and rely on you. Help us to continue to read our Bibles, to pray, and to meet together where possible. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
6: The Bible reading today is from 1 John chapter 2, verse 28 to 3, verse 10. And now, dear children, continue in Him. So that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what will be has not yet been made known. But we know... That when Christ appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister.
0: Welcome back, everyone. I am joined on the panel uh, again by Quinn. Hello, Quinn. Hello. And uh, Paul has joined us because he's doing the sermon.
7: How are you, Paul? I'm well, thank you. That's, how
0: are you? I'm Excellent. Uh, you are going to be preaching on 1 John 3 today. Yeah. Uh, now, a little bit about fam- families, or is that right, Fa- or family likeness?
7: Yeah, it it's, um, starts by saying how we've been brought into the family of God, or he's, we, we become his children. And then the question is, well, then how do you know? if that's the case, um, and it starts to unpack the idea that we might start resembling the family likeness.
0: Oh, right. It's like family likeness, isn't it? Like when you see a really old couple and you think they just start looking like each other?
7: Um, it could be. There's that, there's that <laughs> as well as obviously, you know, <laughs> kids obviously look like their parents perhaps. Um, yes, that's but, true. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's right. Um But yeah, that, that sort of thing could happen. Um,
0: Quinn, do you have any problems with family likeness?
1: Um, yeah, like, like, uh, people would probably say that our family looks quite alike. Um, but uh, I think it's when, um, when you've been married a while, like, (laughs) sometimes you start, uh, dressing the same, whether you mean to or not. So So in sync. So, yeah, very (laughs) in sync. So, like, if, if I come out and Ross has already got dressed for the day and, we're both wearing, I don't know, like navy and white or something. Mm. He's like, "Oh no, try again. Like, <laughs> you can't find something different to wear. You can't can't turn up to church wearing the same outfit." Yeah, that's true. Which is not a problem for the online gatherings, I suppose. But that's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, your pajamas look great, guys. Yeah. Um. Sometimes, uh, when that happens with Karen and myself, we uh, we resolve it by saying whoever got dressed first doesn't have to get changed. Is that is that how you do it?
1: Oh yeah, sometimes whoever's dressed first wins.
0: Oh, dress first wins. Sounds like a new. Um, it's <laughs> a like new who dares wins. <laughs> yeah, Stress reality, first wins. New reality show. Anyway, yeah. sorry. We'll yeah. stop bantering yeah. and well, actually, Paul, we'll let you actually bring us the word right now. And I'm looking forward to what you have to say.
7: Yeah, well, there's, there's that. There's that thing about who, um, <laughs> wanting to change, but then you could lean into it. You could just really lean and say, "Hey, you know what? You could. We're a team, and we're, we're part of this team. Get but the kids in the same. Em- embrace it. That's right. Em- embrace
0: it. You could them. do that, one of those like. Um, photos that they do you know they all oh, wear the yeah. same thing yeah. we're doing that every day guys
7: <laughs> that's right. get, yeah yeah obviously there's, there's elements of embarrassment and there's elements of like yeah this is a good team family <laughs> uniform i yeah. like that anyway i guess it all depends what family you're part of
0: that's true but you're going to tell us is a about good
7: seg- segue
0: god's family <laughs> yes all right let's go uh,
7: why don't we start by pr- um, praying let's pray uh dear heavenly father we do thank you for your word um that we've just been hearing And uh, we do pray you'd help us to understand it today. Uh, There's there's challenging parts to it. There's encouraging parts to it. And so, Lord, uh, we do pray you'd help us to um, allow your word to sink deeply into our hearts and change our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, imagine this. You turn up to work one morning and your boss hands you the Employee of the Year Award. And with it, a number of valuable perks. You didn't see that coming. You thought it was going to be a low-key dinner date, but your boyfriend sits you down to an exquisite three-course meal before asking you to marry him. You didn't see that coming. You're packing your bags for holiday. When a message appears on your mobile telling you that your parents actually paid for you to stay on at the resort for an extra few days, you didn't see that coming. You were planning for it to be just a, a quiet drink with a few friends. But then suddenly, all your friends and family appear and they've pulled out all the stops in celebration of your birthday. You didn't see that coming. Now, have you ever been on the receiving end of lavish love? You know, when someone has gone the extra mile in showing their love and appreciation of you. Let's have a look again At chapter 3, verse 1 of the passage that we just read, John writes this, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Now I started with some examples that were pretty lavish, but God's work here, it really goes to another level. Out of his great love, God the Father has dealt lavishly with us, He has moved beyond the bounds of, of expectation and entitlement and he's lavished upon us the status of being his children. Now you and I certainly didn't see that coming. I mean, who would have predicted that God, the Father of heaven, would bring us to stand alongside his very own beloved Son? We are brought in on that same love that Father has for Jesus Christ. We now stand as a a co-heir of all things with Jesus. Chapter 3, verse 1, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. John wants to take this great promise and take it to heart. But of course, it's going to take some time for our hearts and minds to catch up with this new reality because um, it's all the more challenging because in our day-to-day much this uh, goes on much the same as it always did next time you're in a supermarket people are not going to look at you and say now there is a child of god (laughs) your new status has not really been made public yet and so we read on in verse one the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him dear friends now we are children of god and what will be has not yet been made known now this can be a real tension can't it not um here we've been told that we have this incredible new privilege but so often we can feel like an outsider what is more people might be questioning our claim to god's family membership but look at the promise at the end of verse 2 but we know That when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. How is our claim to family membership going to stand up in the face of public scrutiny? How can we know that we are the children of God? Well, as we start to become like Jesus, as we start to display the family likeness. When Christ appears on that great day, the likeness is going to be uncanny we will love and live, even as Christ loves and lives. And that's the goal for our whole being. So if we are children of God, well, then something of the family likeness, well, it's going to start rubbing off on us day by day and showing itself in the way that we live. Now, in our chapter today, the family likeness shows itself in two big ways, in righteousness and in love. And of course, these are modelled perfectly by God's firstborn son, Jesus Christ. And so John's going to use a, ref- a repeated phrase in this section to focus our attention on Christ and he's going to model our actions upon Jesus just as he is. So read in verse 3, all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. And in verse 5, in him, in Jesus, there is no sin no one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. And then in verse seven, dear children, do not, lead, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right, just the one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. So there we have the first characteristic. Um, we become those who do what is righteous. We aim to do what is right. And there is an unmistakable shift in our lives away from what's wrong. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty blunt to talk like that in today's climate of relativism. You know how it goes. How could anyone dare to possibly say that something is right or wrong? I mean, what I consider to be wrong, you may well consider to be right, and vice versa. But here's what changes for the child of God. No longer do I determine for myself what is right. No longer do I look to the next person to determine what is right. Instead, I look to God to determine what is right and what is wrong. But even though there may be a shift towards doing right, well, that aim of purity, righteousness and no sin, well, doesn't that sound impossible? And even as we started reading one, John, a couple of weeks ago, we read, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, what we've got to understand here as we keep coming across this issue of sin is that John is looking at it here in a broad sense. Sometimes, in one sense, there's individual sinful actions. You might say little less sins. And then there's a, a sinful way of life, a disposition, a capital S sin. And he's going to sw- um, switch between those as he writes through through his letter. And for the child of God, there's been a radical interruption um, to their way of life. We're no longer inclined towards doing what is wrong in rebellion and indifference to God. There's no longer that capital S sin in our life. Our lives are now inclined towards doing what is right and pleasing to God. And that's what we want to do. And that continues to be our disposition, our our inclination, even in spite of falling short along the way. If we keep humbly seeking to serve God, then we are his children. And also underneath all of this uh, it's because of the work of Jesus that our sin is taken away. So have a look at verse 5 again. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him... Is no sin okay so what will a child of god look like well firstly they'll be seeking to live a righteous life and secondly the child of god will be someone who loves others there's an unmistakable shift in our lives away from hatred and apathy and indifference to love the children of god are those who do right by god They're also those who will do right by another as well that's what's meant by loving one another here's what changes for the child of god no longer am i just concerned with what's right for me i'm now just as concerned with what's right for my brother and sister and i'm moved to willingly make sacrifices for them so reading from verse 16 chapter 3 this is how we know what love is Jesus laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth. Now I'm sure you know, love is a word that is thrown around quite a bit Um, but john grounds the concept at the foot of the cross again jesus is our perfect example and the verses here will not let us off with some vague intention to love Um, the call be to love in action and in truth and so one concrete application here is to provide for those in need i mean we can think of that we been trying to do that in our church here at Solis. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, our church set up an account to provide food vouchers for those that are struggling at this time. But it's not just sometimes about money. It's also important to remember that we're able to give of other commodities besides money, and they're just as helpful. It might be the commodity of time as people do things for others. And you might want to help someone move house or offer to mow their lawn if they're un- unable to do it for themselves. It might be in the area of hospitality as people care for others. A couple of weeks ago, a Christian sister dropped a meal to our family. It was so timely, so encouraging. It might be prayer, simply praying for others or offering to go for a walk and pray um, as we try to get through this lockdown period. And The list is endless when you start thinking about it. But friends, it always does remain a battle, doesn't it? A battle to do right by anyone else before ourselves. Because the default mode of the human heart is self-preservation. It actually objects to the legitimate calls upon our generosity. It'll actually condemn us if we want to attempt to give self-sacrificially. There is a, a meanness to our human hearts. But praise God that it's not found in his heart. For the child of God, there has been a radical interruption to that way of life. No longer are our hearts inclined towards doing only what is right by myself, but now our hearts are inclined to doing what is right by others. So there you go. Two broad characteristics of people who reflect the likeness of Christ. it will be seen in righteousness and in love. These are the traits of those who are children of God. If you like... um, This is like the legitimacy test for God's family. Now, John doesn't simply say, do right, love others, without acknowledging that um, there are forces opposed to his children. He warns us that the world will hate God's people, in chapter 3, verse 13. And that itself echoes the words from Jesus' lips himself, um, from John's Gospel in chapter 15. I've got it here on screen for you. Jesus said, If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, for I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. As we've seen already earlier in chapter 2, the world and God are at odds with one another. The world and its desires are passing away while God remains. The false teachers in the world will deny that Jesus is the Christ and so the world did not recognise Jesus and so it does not recognise us as his children. John knows that we'll live with these external pressures and he even acknowledges that our very own hearts might condemn us. But we can rest assured because God is greater than our hearts and even moves them in the first place to feel those niggling pangs of doubt. As you read from chapter 3, verse 20, here on the screen, If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and we receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son jesus christ and to love one another as he commanded us you know the key thing to note in all of this is that we cannot affect change by our own effort we can only be like christ by abiding in him or as it says earlier in our passage continuing in him that's the call at the head of our passage in chapter 2 verse 28 says this and now dear children continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. That is, we must continue to believe and remain committed to him. Only then will we start to see these characteristics start to to become real in our lives. So how do I remain, remain in Christ in a time when I can't see him? Well, we can only trust him. But even though he is absent physically, we wait for him to be revealed as he will really be revealed as the king of all creation and when we hold to this truth we'll be piece by piece little by little transformed into his likeness of righteousness and love when we hold to jesus teaching and his lordship well then we'll know how to act in every situation because well his word will reveal it to us Friends, all sorts of questions get raised in our human families when one member or another fails to display the family likeness. However subtle, that likeness needs to be there. And if you're only displaying, well, totally contrary traits, well, whose child are you? The sober warning in our passage today is that if you're not a child of God, then you actually find yourself... In another family the family of the devil chapter 3 verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. Friends the challenge of this passage is profoundly practical are you trusting in Jesus? Are you striving to do what is right? Are you seeking to love others? You know, we're all at different points along the, our time of Christian growth. It might be that God's seed has only just been planted and the shoots of life are yet to break through to the surface. But be assured, if it's God's seed, it will grow and soon you'll be producing the fruit of a true child of God, shining forth his family likeness. You know, for the most part, the world won't recognise us. But one day, you'll be going about your daily life, and someone will notice that you go about the usual things in the most unusual way. It may only be a glimpse or it might be a bright light shining into the dark world. But it will serve to tell others who we truly are. And that is children of God. Let's pray. Our oh, dear Heavenly Father, we do thank and praise you for your lavish love for us. It has taken us from being enemies and rebels to your dearly beloved children standing alongside our brother Jesus, one day seeking to inherit all things. Lord, that is such incredible love. Help us to rest in that and help us to use that to spur us on. May your spirit keep transforming us so that we might reflect the likeness of Christ more and more in all that we do as we seek to do what is right before we, in your eyes. And as we seek to love our brothers and sisters. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paul. My pleasure. Appreciate it. <laughs> um,
0: I was really struck by um, when you were talking about doing right by God, but also doing right to one another because of what Jesus was done, has done. And um, I've been reminded of this a lot lately this year, or this year, is that, as it says in Romans, that we're, because we're because of Jesus' death on the cross, we're reconciled. To God, but also to each other. Mm. And I was, there was a question I was going to ask both of you Is, is there a time where, uh, where you also said we're, we're not recognized in the world as God's children? The world doesn't recognize his children at the moment. I was just wondering if there is a time, and I might ask you first, Quinn, is there a time when uh, there was a chance that someone in the world recognized that you were one of God's children and he saw, or he or she saw uh, a real realization that you were different for a reason? Um it's becoming I mean, a bit of a thing I put people on the spot now. yeah, yeah <laughs> um I might
1: have to have a bit of a think about that that's right
7: well, do you that's want right. Paul do you <laughs> want to answer that question um, yeah, there's a been a couple of times in my life where I worked in some pretty rough environments and um uh for a year, I worked uh, at a local council okay and um, and so uh, I think I've shared this story before that um um Often they'd be driving around in the trucks and they'd purposely drive through shopping districts to yell out and whistle at girls and stuff on the street. And um, I, I would, I would not, I'd not get involved in all that. And they'd notice it. Um, they came up with interesting conclusions. Sometimes <laughs> they thought that I might not be that in, way inclined and so therefore I'd question my, my um, preference uh, Sexually, um, or they would at least notice that my language was different. That I um, was, and, and a number of guys would ask me directly. And so um, uh, I often found the rougher the environment, it was actually a bit harder to a bit a bit easier to show a difference. Um, although just as always, challenging to, to to pin the colours to the mask. So I tried as early as possible just to mention that I went to church and that sort of thing, um, which they heard very loud and clear. Even though it was just a little off-handed comment yeah right. did
0: you cop a fair bit of um flack from for being a christian in that situation
7: um no not not really because um in sometimes in the work environment you you just got to get head down and just doing your job um i often some if i found myself complaining about things and about bosses and stuff that there was one i remember one guy used to take particular joy in sort of like calling that out and sort of going Hey, aren't you a Christian? You shouldn't <laughs> be talking down about this person and yeah, that was, was a, a correct rebuke. Mm. Um, yeah. But I didn't necessarily cop it because of just being a, a do gooder or something. Mm. Um, um they might have thought thought that. Um there were some great moments though where on the quiet, um, guys would still would come up and talk to me mm. um because they thought I had some a deeper understanding or they were finding themselves in tough life situations right, that's cool yeah it was it was yeah. it was quite quite amazing um to simply let god to say lord i'm 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 your witness here in this environment help me help me to just to stand firm um to keep displaying righteousness uh in this context mm-hmm. and um when he can follow through um in some amazing ways which is great that's a great story thank Mm. you actually
1: um sorry just as you're talking um paulie it reminded me of um just uh with the language um you use reminded me of a few a couple of things um i guess uh like modeling things particularly to my kids i was finding as um, particularly kobe getting older a lot of his friends were swearing a lot and and he's known from quite a young age that we don't sort of use that language at home and um i would often say it's because it's it's not really loving to say those things either about someone or to someone so i guess the way that uh we speak has sort of um and when certainly when his friends were able to come over into our home they would they would not have noticed that we um we swear or um, I think, yeah, I'd heard one of his friends say, oh yeah, but your mum doesn't say that or something like that. <laughs> um, and wow. yeah, it, it can be quite noticeable, particularly to kids, uh, mm. the way you speak. And I know, um, uh, Ross at work, um, is, uh, tries, um, makes a conscious effort not to swear mm. w- in anger, um, because the trading floor, it can be quite, um, rough <laughs> mm. and uh, um, people can be quite angry with one another and um yeah i know he's had some um quite good conversations with people before um about uh, uh about god yeah <laughs> and about how he how he doesn't how he speaks differently yeah yeah no, that's yeah. great thank
0: yeah. you good job coming up with those, those yeah it no, j- just came into my mind yeah. so it's
1: good, good having a, a minute to think about it
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good um well we thank you um everyone that's listening and, and watching uh, we thank you that you're part of the god's family along with us and we're thankful also obviously to jesus who brings us all together we're going to be right back mm-hmm. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, as we said before, if you want to get on late night, make sure you do that. We'll find the. Li- you can get the link off anyone. They'll be able to send it to you. Don't stress about that. Uh, another thing we want to plug is the Shock Absorber Conference, which is coming up on the 30th of October. I- the registrations are now open. You can go to shockabsorber.com.au and you can register to be on that. It also will be coming up along the bottom there. I'll make sure that it- Ethan edits that in. It's really good, guys. Sorry, Cassie and Quinn are back here with mm. me. It's really good. Sometimes I like to just throw something out there. I'm like, put that in, Ethan. He's, it's not, <laughs> not like he's that. doing anything <laughs> just, just very very busy no. man anyway um, also check out the latest Chipline podcast on your podcast app or on the YouTube channel because it's going to be with Angela Greaves and someone oh, who you're a big fan fun. of Holiday Ange Holiday Ange. Ange good time to get Holiday oh. Ange because it is in the good holidays time. Yeah. time Holiday. for the
1: beach time to do a podcast awesome yeah.
0: time to do anything okay. let's wrap this up thank you very much for joining us thank you very much for joining us Cassie and Quinn appreciate nice. it finish with that on way
3: To I went to a week away, which mm. is a great time mm. for a, getting to know the Lord as well as
6: yeah, you don't want another getting yeah, to know one where another. Our whole church yeah. goes away for a, <laughs> for a good time. Apparently,
4: we're now plugging it to meet your future. No,
2: yeah. I wouldn't say
4: that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: okay. Well, the first time I met Michael, he talked to me about the importance of superannuation, <laughs> um, and he would say today it yes! is very important. <laughs> I agree.
6: That is amazing.
3: He's shaking his head.